very briefly, let us open our Bible to the book of Matthew chapter 13. The book of Matthew chapter 13. And we'll be reading from verse number 1 to 13, to 9. Matthew chapter 13. Let's look at it from verse 1 to 9. Thank you. The same day Jesus went out of the house and sat by the sea. And great multitudes were gathered together unto him. So that he went into a ship and sat. And the whole multitude stood on the seashore. Verse 3. And he spake many things. Look at this. Many things. Unto them in parables. Why would Jesus talk to his own disciples in parable? Let's go on. Behold, a sower went forth to sow. And when he sowed, some seed fell by the wayside. I want you to help me underline the word by the wayside, if that Bible is yours. And the fowls came and devoured them up. Verse 5. Some fell by the stony places. I want you to underline the stony places. Where they had no much earth and forthwith they sprung up because they had no deepness of the heart. Kai. And when the sun was up, they were scorched. And because they had no root, they withered away. Verse number 7. And some fell among the thorns, and the thorns sprung up and choked them. And they also died. Verse 8. But others fell into the good ground. Somebody say good ground. And brought forth fruits. Some an hundredfold, sixtyfold, and some thirtyfold. Verse number 9. Who that has ears, let him hear what the Spirit is saying to the church. I added that one. Hallelujah. Let me start by saying that why Jesus talked to his disciples in parable. You know, the word of the Lord is in parable here. And if you permit me to interpret this parable, I will interpret it according to the scripture. Hear these people of God. The Bible says a sower was sowing a seed. What is a seed? Who was that sower? And what is the kind of ground that the seed fell to? Listen to me in this scripture, the Bible says, and God was the one sowing the seed. I agree with the scripture. Almighty God was the one sowing the seed. But the Bible says, and the seed, the seed before they were sown, they have the same capacity in God. The seed before they were sown, they have the same capability the seed before they were sown. They were not seed of a mango. They were not seed of a barley. They were not seed of mustard. They were the same kind of seed. So every one of these seeds has the potential to be great in life. But the moment they eat the ground, their result became different. Listen to me. The seed that God was talking about here was not the seed of a mango. The seed that the Bible was talking about here was not the mustard seed. He was talking about something that I want us to know. In Genesis chapter 3 verse 15, after that Adam and Eve, they have committed sin. The Bible said God came to them. After he asked Adam, what happened? It is the woman that you gave me. He asked the woman, it is the devil that de uh, deceived me. And look at this. I will put enmity between thee and the woman. In other words, God will put a separation between the serpent that deceived them and the woman. And between thy seed 
and a seed. Listen to me here. The seed that the Bible is talking to here is not talking about the agricultural seed that we plant. It was talking about something that I will explain. If you also check the Bible in the book of Genesis chapter 15 verse 13. Genesis 15 verse 13. Genesis 15 13. 15 13. The Bible was speaking here and he said and he said unto Abraham, know for a shorty thy seed shall be a stranger in a land that is not theirs and shall serve them and they shall flee them 400 years. Listen to me. When you also take Genesis chapter 4 in verse 25. Genesis chapter 4 verse 25. The Bible was talking about a seed. Genesis chapter 4 in verse 25. And Adam knew his wife again and she bore a son and he called his name Seth. For God said, and appointed me another seed instead of Abel, whom Cain swore and slew. Hear me, people of God. The seed that the Bible is talking to is talking about embryo. The seed that the Bible is talking here is talking about the seed of a man. It's talking about you. It's talking about me. That the seed I will put enmity. So, if you permit me to put that seed in the parable that we read, the Bible was speaking and he said, God was sowing a seed. Why God was sowing you? Why God was sowing me? As the plant eat a ground, the Bible said the first seed fell behind the wayside. It fell along the wayside. What is a wayside? The Bible makes us understand that Jesus is the way, the truth, and the life. John chapter 14 verse 6, that whosoever that will not believe in him will not have eternal life. But this is what I'm saying. Anything that you invest, any investment that you do that is not in line with Jesus, the best of the year will swallow them up. They may look good in the beginning. Oh, they say I should put 30,000. I will get 1 million. It's all right. They say I should put 1 million. I will get 20 million. 20 million. It's all right. But any seed that is not planted in Jesus is a seed that is waiting to be devoured. The Bible says the beds of the year, they default on them. Why? Because they were not planted in the right place. They fell by the wayside. And the, 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 the fowls of the air, they chop on them. Listen to me. I have seen people doing investment in different ways. I have seen people saving their money. That is good. I save also. I have seen people borrowing loan. That is good. I have borrowed also. I have seen people enter into an investment and at the end of the day, the investment crashed. Why? Because it was not sown in the way. It was sown by the way. And the Bible says Jesus is the way. So anything we want to do, I want us to be very careful. Is Jesus in this thing? Can I call the name of Jesus to this? That is why I discourage people from doing Sakam and Jay. Because when you do such, your money will go. The Bible was speaking again. He said, there is another form of seed that fell on the stony side. On the ground that is stony. People of God. And the Bible said, because the stone, I mean the ground, had no much arts. The earth is the soil. Anything you plant, imagine, if I put a corn of maize and I throw it here, for one, hour, one million years it will not grow. Why? Because this is not a good ground for it. But let me be another person, not a pastor. 
and I look for a vital ground and I put the seed of corn, it will grow. You know why? Because that is the seed. So the seed fell on the stony side. It fell on the ground that is full of stone. And because there was no much art there, the Bible says, and it pretended as if it want to grow. Hear me, there are many investments. When you put your money, it will look as if it want to grow. The first latch may give you result. The second latch may give you result. And the result that is possible to make you happy, then the result will go. Why? It was stone on the stony side. The stony side is a side that is full of stone, though it's a ground. The stony side is a stand that has no much heart, though it's a ground. The stony side is a stand that looks like in the beginning, everything looked correct. But when you put your seed there, it is a matter of time. It will try to want to grow. But because there is no much support, there are many of us, because of where we are planted, that is where we are not growing. The past capability to grow, the potential to become great is in you, is in me. But because of the environment where we find ourselves, there are chuku chuku all around there. There are stone all around there. As you try to grow, because the much soil was not there, the stone will shock the person. The bills from the home, the bills from cousins, the bills from parents, the bills from everywhere, it will shock the person up and the person will go down. I pray for you by the anointing of God. You will not go down in the name of Jesus Christ. I pray for you, you will not go down in the name of Jesus Christ. So the Bible says there was another type of soil. And the Bible calls it the thorny soil. A soil that is thorny. What is a thorny soil? A soil that is full of thorns. Imagine, in Genesis chapter 3, after that Adam and Eve have sinned, God said to Adam, he said, you shall sweat before you eat your bread. He said, and the ground, cause is the ground because of you. But the ground will be giving you thorns and tissues. So any ground that is full of thorns is a coarse ground. The thorns came as a result of course. When God planted the heaven and the earth, he didn't put thorns as part of what he planted. It was after man and woman sinned that God said, cause the ground. I think Genesis chapter 3 verse 17. He said, cause the ground because of you. And thorns and tissues shall the ground bring for you. Why? It will bring you so much trouble. It will bring you so much hardship that as much as you try to overcome, it will bring you down. I pray for you. Anything you will invest your money, wherever your money will fall into, the money will not go in the name of Jesus. The money will bring you results in the name of Jesus. You will invest and have higher results in the name of Jesus. If I'm praying for you, say, believe in the man. So the Bible said, and the ground, they fell into the thorny soil. See, when these seeds were falling, they didn't know the kind of soil that they are falling into. Sometimes we don't know the kind of investment. The packaging may look so good. In fact, when they tell you the name of directors of such investment, you are gone. Oh, you meet Tony and Lumelu is there? Correct. Oh, you meet this one is there? Correct. Pastor, you mean you are doing it? Excellent. That is not a great to measure whether God is in it. You need to check with God. You don't just go for any investment. 
Any investment that will not make your mind to rest, there is a question mark. Your money should be able to work for you. You should be able to sleep, I mean, to sleep or do other works, and the site also will be going for you. So the ground was full of thorns. And in the moment they see, they see that had great potential, JJ. The seed that can bring hundredfold. The moment he eats that ground, the result was different. I pray for you. The result that will terminate insult in your life, God will grant you such result in the name of Jesus Christ. And the fourth one, the Bible talks about the good ground. A ground that is loaded. A ground that adds result. A ground that is so fertile. A ground that you don't need to add fertilizer before the things there will grow. But there is a problem. The Bible says, as the seed is there, some bring about 100 folds, some bring 60 folds, and some brought about 30 folds in the same good ground. The same good ground. I understand they fell by the wayside. The best of the year hits them up. I understand they fell by the stony side because there is no much soil. They grew up, but the sun scorched them off. I understand when they fall on the thorny side because there is no much art, the stone also grow and it shook them up. But these are seeds that are planted in a good ground. How come some are giving 30? How come some are giving 10, 60? How come some are giving 100? I pray for somebody with the loudest amen. The next investment you do, it will give you 100% in the name of Jesus. So number one thing that I want us to know, as a seed sower, or as a seed that they need to sow, Number one thing you need to sow, you need to sow yourself. <laughs> Pastor, what are you talking about? I need to sow myself. You see, when I sow myself unto God, the result will be so tremendous. How do I sow myself? Listen to this. Coming to church alone is not enough. Singing in choir is not enough. Praying in prayer department is not enough. Coming to show off your dress or your cloth or your shoe is not enough. By the time I seek myself into God, I will know. Listen to me. I was not a Christian until the year 2001. I was born a Muslim. Such that by the age of 70, the whole of Quran was already on my head. By the time I was 19, I was sent to north. From Jeba to Mokwa, from Mokwa to Niger, from Niger to Kanu. I went there to learn more. If Boko Haram had started, maybe I would have joined. Because I ate Christianity, I ate Christians, and I ate pastors. Maybe I would have joined. But I thank God for rescue me. So what am I saying? Some of us that are born in Christ, in quotes, some of us that are born as Christian, the way we take Christianity, it amuses me. The way we take it, ah, it's raining today. If I don't go today, will church fall? If I don't go today, will God complain? Listen to me. Don't be like Jerusalem that does not know the day of his visitation. A woman, old woman, in the former church that I was attending before I joined with him in Ibadan, this woman did a thanksgiving for 35 years that she has been serving God. 35, 35 years. They killed cow. Their sons came from all over. And we are dancing and doing everything. And the service finished. Then the following Sunday, this mama came. He said, people of God, God beckoned to me last night. What and happened? 
He said, when God showed himself to me, he said, you were the one that was celebrating 35 years of effective service to God. Out of the 365 times 35 days that you worship God, I only recognize one day. Ah, one out of 35 years. He said, that was the day you came to time to church. That was the only day. There is a time set by the church. There is a time set by the organization. There is a time then to come. That every other day, is it that you come 10 minutes after, 15 minutes after, 20 minutes after? I, I am just marking them for you. They are just the days of play. But the very day that I recognize that I'm marked for you in heaven is just one. Imagine 365 days and 35 years. It's not a joke. Don't be like Jerusalem that does not know the time of visitation. Oh, we have been doing it. Oh, I've been believing God. Listen to me. Believing God for a miracle is different from serving God. If you are in church because of miracle, your salvation is not complete. I'm sorry. Because if it is husband you are looking for, you can, you, you can as well not be in church and get a husband. If it is wife you are looking for, you can counsel the church and still get a good wife. So the reason why you come is to worship God. And the Bible says, when you worship him, all other things shall be added unto you. So if your marriage is because of what you wanted, then I doubt your Christianity. Oh, ah, God, I give you six months, oh, I give you six months. If you just give me that job, if that job will not come, I will serve another God. Tete, go. Let's know those that are remaining. Go quickly. I am part of us. I'm telling all the truth. Go very quickly. So that we know those that are ready to serve God. Joshua stood in Joshua chapter 9. He said, if you are going to serve God, stay on this side. If you are not going to serve God, stay on this side. For me and my household, we shall serve the Lord. It's a statement that is very brutal. But it's a correct statement. It is time to make up our mind to show ourselves to God. Listen to me. Apostle Paul was speaking in 2 Corinthians chapter 12, verse 15. 2 Corinthians chapter 12, verse 15. Maybe some people are thinking when I come, I will tell you where to put your physical money. I will tell you the organization that you go and plant. If God will permit me, I will tell you that one another time that I come. If pastor will invite me. But we want to settle this one first. Are we there? 2 Corinthians 12, see? And I will be very gladly spent and be spent for you. What does that statement mean? By the grace of God, I may not have much, but everything that I wife, I will spend for you. You know what it means? I spend for you. Listen to me. There are some of us, the things that are taking our money, if I should tell you, you will laugh. There are some young sisters. You are the one taking that brother's money. The brother is no longer paying tight to God. The moment he just toasted you, you became the bride of his life. It's good. But now, all the money that is not even enough, 50% to you, 70% to you, Abba, at least it's just 10% to God. But the brother is no longer paid time because of you. You know what you are calling yourself? You are dead. Because the Bible says, I will share not my glory with anyone. He loves me. He bought me a phone. He loves me. He rented an apartment for me. It's good. Ask him, are you still paying your tithes? The things you are doing God for God, are you still doing it? Listen to me. It is not because I want money. Oh God, you know I've given my tithe now by Monday morning. Just supply money. It doesn't work like that. And that's why some people are disappointed. So he said, I will spend 
all that I have on you, I will spend. And after spending this, I will also spend myself. Spend, be spent for you. You know what it means? It means that what money cannot buy, that man can only supply, I will supply. Is it my house that you need for the things of God, I will supply. Is it my car that to be used of God, I will supply. Is it the material things that are have food for people that don't have food, I will supply. Until we begin to do this, our Christianity is not complete. Have you been seeing a brother in church? All one year that you have known that brother, only two shirts and one shoe in his life. And you have many. In fact, there are shoes on your shoe rack now. In the last four months, you have not worn them. And they are not really bad. But because of the kind of the way you dress, those shoes cannot match until you get the kind of clothes that can match. Why not give some out? You are in the church. Somebody came to you and the person narrated the problem. And by the grace of God, you have the means to at least assist. Then the only answer you gave the person is, hey, uh, I, I hate that response. People will allow you to sit down with them. You will explain. And like this, I say, hey, uh, hey, hey, uh, what are you now here? Yeah. If you know you are going to help me, why did you allow me to now start telling you all the story? So don't allow me to tell you the story. And for you that is telling the story, please, anytime you are telling people your story, don't say, let me share my problem with you. Because when you are eating the money, you didn't share with him. All you just do, can I explain the matter to you? Uh, Pastor, let me share. Don't share. Just explain it. <laughs> because when the thing was running, you didn't share with me now. Even if you share with me, it's all right. But this one, don't share. Just explain your matter. So Apostle Paul said, he will, sp- he will be glad. See the word. I will be gladly, not grudgingly, not being twisted, not being verbose. I will be gladly spent for you. He was saying this act of a sincere heart. And he said, I'll be spent for you. Though more abundantly I love you, the less I be loved. So people of God, are you planning to serve God in a way that God will so much love you? Are we planning to... see? By the grace of God, I've never been stranded in my life. Mm-mm. By the grace of God, I've not been stranded, stranded when I knew Christ. Not in my life. I've been stranded. You know, I was so stranded that I will type message when you read. Except there is something in your heart that they say, don't give him. You say, hey, yeah, let me give this guy. I, I, I know how to compose such messages. I will beg you out of your stinginess. But I now discover that all my friends, when I look at my contacts, I have begged more than 70% of them who to beg again. Who to beg again? I lie not. I lie not. Who to beg again? I have known Christ, but I don't know the principle of Christ. There is the person of Christ and there is the principle of Christ. So some of us, we know the person of Christ, but we don't know his principles. May the Lord help us in the name of Jesus. So that is number one. Number two, your titan. See, I won't mention much on this titan, but God gave me to talk about it a brief. You see, when we talk about titan, we all know that it's 10% of our income. But beyond your income, what I do, if there is an occasion, and people give me gifts, they dash me gifts, oh, pastor, you are blessed. Pastor, you have been blessing us. I calculate it, 
I may not be able to know the amount of the price, but I will guesstimate. I will make sure my guesses are more than what they have given me, and I tithe it. I give a tithe of my gifts. Ah, Pastor, did you see in the, in the Bible? Yes. He said, bring ye all the tithe. He didn't say, bring ye all 10% of your salary. 10% of all the tithes. Anything that is added to me that is not like loan, you know? I can't say you get a loan of 10 million, you want to do a business. You don't pay tithe. You choose your 10 million to do business. The profit that 10 million gives you is where you pay your tithe. Get it right. Our as a student, they gave you complete school fees. You have not added Baha, Law, and G. You have asked for correct money. You don't pay tithe on such because if you do, the complete uh, salary, I mean, the school fees will not be complete. But anything they give you as your pocket money, pay tithe on it. Ah, Pastor, the, tithe, the pocket money that is not enough. You see Nigeria today, if we all pick me now, 50,000 is not for me in a month. And my daddy and mommy will just manage and give me school fees and 25,000. And you still want me to pay tithe. Listen to me. Imagine they gave you 10. We use this don't still manage. So you just assume that this 25 is not complete. This 10,000 they gave me is not complete. In fact, this 5,000 is not complete, but I will spend for God. Until we come to that level. See, when you touch God, God will touch you. He said, it's not an unrighteous God that will forget your labor of love. People were giving offering and Jesus was watching. I asked myself, why was Jesus watching the offering, offering box? And he saw a woman that dropped two coins. And the Bible says she dropped everything that she had. Then Jesus said she has given more. I imagine there are people that would have given thousands, not cobble. But imagine I have one million. And I've given 100,000. Not tight now. I've just given offering. Have I not tried? I have tried. But here comes a man who has just 1,000 and she gave all. So it means if she has 1 million like me, she, have, she would have given all. Listen to me. I'm not saying when you collect your salary, you should give all to God. Don't get me wrong. I'm saying when you are spoon to give to God, don't look at it. Don't begin to calculate. Do you know what some people do? My transport money my feeding money, my, my this one, my this one, out of the 100,000, they have deducted 65,000. My staff, this one, my payee, my pension, and then the money will be like maybe 14,000. They will not pay tight of 14,000. They are not paying tight. They are just giving offering. It's an offering. Pay ye all the tight. Listen, if your salary has removed the pension before it gets to you, if your salary has removed the payee before it gets to you, if they have removed all the loans that you own and all, anything that enters your hand, you need to pay tight of it. But if they give to you complete, 100%, no tithing, no, I mean, no pension, no payee, nothing, you give your tithe. See, all you need to do is know it today that your tithing is not your own. Don't say, I want to pay my tithe. I want to give God his tithe. Once, see, what is not your own? Will you be able to spend it? You will spend it for God's sake. Imagine now, we gather money in church. We say, brother, today, keep it for us the next Sunday. He dare not spend it now. If he should spend it, he won't come to church. I know he won't spend it. So, let, mind, let, let that mind be in us. That out of this money, God has a stake. Until he comes to that. I doubt our Christianity. Because your sweat 
is your blood and your blood is your life. Anytime you can give out your sweat, that means you have given out your blood and God must react. That is number two. Are we still together? I say, are we still together? In 2 Kings chapter 4, let's read verse number 7. 2 Kings chapter 4. I will explain an incident. I know I've spent time. I will explain an incident that happened. There was a woman, the husband died, and they had two sons. So the creditors came, they want to take the two sons as collateral. You know, the man was so in there. I don't know whether he used the money for sickness or something, but he was sick and he died. So when the creditors wanted to come and collect the woman's uh, sons, she now ran to the man of God. She said, Man of God, your, my husband, your servant, loved the Lord. But the creditors, you remember that story? Do you remember the story? So now, what the man of God said, he said, go and borrow vessels of different manners. Borrow not a few. Bring them to your house. Then lock your door. Business has started. Investment. Lock your door. You don't need people to put cho 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 into your business. Start small. So she borrowed the things that the people did not need for her own need. Can you get that? You should borrow the things that people wanted to put in their dustbin for her own need. So as they were pouring the oil, pouring the oil, they finished. No, they have not finished pouring, but the, the vessels had finished. So she asked one of the sons, Are there other, other empty vessels? He said, It has finished. Then the Bible said the oil stopped. It means that if the vessels are still available, the oil will not stop. Now, after she did that, she now went to the man of God. Man of God, it was a miracle working God. Ah! That small oil. I just became an oil merchant. I was just pouring the oil, pouring the oil. The thing was just pouring, was just pouring, was just filling. And all of a sudden, all the uh, vessels are finished. So the oil stopped. The man of God, that's right. Go and sell this oil in verse 7. He said, eat out of it. I mean, eat the rest. The man of God never told him about tithing. And she came and told the man of God, and he said, The man of God, go sell the oil, pay your debt, and leave thou and your children on this on the rest. He said, Go and finish the rest. Listen to me. After that day, we never had that, that woman when the oil later finished that she go and borrow empty. You know, it can't happen because there was no God in what she did. Somebody is not getting me. Somebody is supposed to have told her. Imagine the husband that died was a prophet. He said that they never read the Bible about tithing before. When she even came to man of God, I thought she would say, I have calculated the amount. This is the tithe. Or when the man of God said, go and sell. After she have sold, man of God, this is the money. I give God my tithe. Then I will pay my debt. Then me and my children will reinvest the other. She never reinvested. She never gave God her dues. Herself and the children, they ate it and it finished and they all left. So, anytime that money enters your hand, please think about God. Pastor, why are you talking about God? It's because we are people of God. If I'm talking in a seminar to a non-believer, I may not mention God like that. But because you are children of God, I beg of you, I don't joke with tithing. Whether it does not work or whether it works, I give. And the way God is paying me, I thank God for that. You know one thing? Since people have been withholding their tithe, they are not paying. How many churches have closed up? So, ah, it's tight, tight, tight. It's bring, bring. They're talking bad church. Since maybe there is somebody else does not pay. Since you have not been paying, have they closed the church? That's to tell you there is a matter. There is a power behind the church. 
there is a mystery that is driving the church. If you will not give, some other people will give. So, when you want to do your investment that bring greater reward, your tithing is very good. And I pray that God will bless us in the name of Jesus Christ. Oh, I say God will bless us in the name of Jesus Christ. In that second King chapter 4, when we look at verse 9 and 10, there was a woman. The Bible called her the Shilnamite woman. See, Elisha. If you have studied Elisha very well, he was a very powerful man. He was the one that collected the double portion of the power of Elijah. You remember? You remember when some children, when they were abusing him, oh, Baba Pari, oh, this bad dead man, in the city, not in the bush, he commanded bears to come and eat them up. You remember that story? It was not in the bush. If it was in the bush, I would say, the bears were already around. They were not around, so it was a miraculous bears that he commanded and eat up. So this was Elisha that had power. But in his church, they were not paying tithes. How do I know? It was in his church that they wanted to go and build a bigger tent for church. He said, man of God, this place we are worshipping God is too small. Let us go and look for a bigger space. And they went to go and borrow axe head. Imagine, not the old axe. Axe as a wood or an iron. Then there is a head. It was axe head they borrowed. The only thing they had in that church was a wood. A church that was borrowing. By the grace of God, I won't borrow such. How much? But they borrowed. And when they borrowed, they were cutting. The axe dead dropped inside the water. And the man shouted, Yay! At last we borrowed it. Why crying? How much did they sell axe? I'll give them money to buy a dozen and return to the man. But it was a poor church. It was in this church that one of the prophets borrowed money and she died in debt. Everybody will die. Hebrews chapter 9 verse 27. It is appointed to a man to die once after that comes judgment. But not dying in debt. And I told you the last time I came here, there are three types of obituary that you see. When you see, with great regret, we announced the death. It was a bad death. It was a bad one. Where you see, with total submission to the will of God, <laughs> they didn't want the man to die. But the man just left them. The man is just building up. But when you see in loving memory, Kai, check that man or woman. He don't leave that property for his children. Check it well. In loving memory, we announce. They won't say the dead. They will say the demise of our father, uncle, husband. Go and check well. He has touched those people. But when you see in deep regret, I remove my hands. Because when you will read next, you will not like it. So I'm saying, should you die in debt? It is a, it's a cause. Fine, while I'm alive, I borrow this, I borrow this, I quickly use it, I return their money, if possible, with interest. Why should I borrow and die in debt? See, in that church, there was power to give women children. Because this Shunanite woman, she said, oh, the appearance of this man of God, I mean man, looks like that of man of God. And she discussed with the husband. And they gave that man a chamber in their house. Where the woman was, where the man was living with his servant, like Gehazi. And they were giving them food. So one evening, the man just said, what can we do to this woman that has done so much for us? He says, sir, this woman does not have a child. That man is a gossip. How did he know? He must have been hearing ping, ping, ping. So, he said, by this time tomorrow, our God gave the woman a child. 
This was a man that thieves, they came to come and arrest him. And the servant was shaking. He said, God, open his eyes to see the host of heaven that are surrounding us. But in his church, they never preach about tithing. Any church where they don't talk about tithe, please be careful. Be careful. Be careful. You know what happened in some places? God has blessed the man of God so much that he's the one that carried the load and he's the one that is receiving the blessing. Uh, I know a church in Lagos, they don't talk about all this giving your tithe. It is good. But check well. There are pillars in that church that are carrying the load and they are the ones that are receiving the blessing. Um, we don't want people to get angry. Don't worry. If you just have, just give it. Don't worry. In this church, we don't really talk about money. Hey, check well. Ask story well. When they started, they were not like that. Even if the man started with billions, he's giving it, he's receiving. So he didn't want anybody to take, to take part of his blessing. The other time when we were building our church at Timoshi, I went to Pastor, Pastor, what can we do? He said, of the 20, 20,000 that we do, what can we do? He said, you see the work, this one, is the anyone you can do, do. And I did to the glory of God and I enjoyed it. So people of God, <laughs> let us take care about our titan. And I pray that God will help us in the name of Jesus. Then the last thing you need to invest is your time. Your time. We live in a Lagos that 24 hours should be increased to 48 hours in a day. For those that are serious, that are business-minded, their time is not always enough. I'm not talking of people that sleep 10 hours a day. No, I'm not talking of you. By the grace of God, how can I sleep 10 hours a day? Number one, when did I even get home in the evening? You get home around 8, 9, you listen to uh, Chinese news by 10, before you even sleep to 12, by 4, before you hear, you have woken up. You have woken up. Even if you have not started doing anything, you're already praying. I don't know about some people. It's that time they will change the gel of sleep. It's alright. See, now I don't beg people again. Allow some of us to get the millions. When we get it, we will take care of you. If that is what you want. Allow us to just get it. Oh, we attend the same church. Oh, how much? 50,000. Just take, just take. But I don't want that for us. I want a good problem in this church. So that we'll be looking for where to park our cars. Ah, people didn't get it. I said so that we'll be looking for where to park our cars. So that everybody will say, Pastor, don't mention it. I want to take care of it. I pray for us. So shall it be for us in the name of Jesus. So our time is of essence. Out of 24 hours, you need to pay a tithe of 24 hours. And that is 2 hours 40 minutes. You need to pay a tithe. You pay tight of everything that God has given you. Pastor, what are you talking about? I do it. See, it is not my quiet time in the morning. It is not my prayer, family altar. I'm talking of two hours, 40 minutes. In fact, now it is more than that. Before I sleep a day. It is asking God what has happened today and how will tomorrow be. By the grace of God, things should not catch you on a way again. You just wake up, you just brush your head, you just shine your shoe, you are looking good, but you don't know how today will be. It is wrong for a Christian, especially when you are three years in Christ. God should be able to tell you how this day will be. He may not give you all the template, he should be able to give you one hint, just one hint, that I got this by the grace of God. An hint to know how the day will be. An hint to just know, you just know that today is a good day. 
or today is a good day in the other side. There are times that God will tell you today is a good day. And today is really, really, really a good day. And God is telling you a good day. It means you should take care. So we need to invest our time. See, attachment is not the thing. I love attachment. I love it. But it's not the thing. There are times you need to unplug your television. Hear God. God is still speaking. Just hear him. Hear him. Let him direct you. Let him portion it for you. Today, by the grace of God, I knew it was going to rain. Not because of the sign. I knew. So I quickly made up my mind. But the thing I did, it was still disobedience. God asked me to pass a particular place. But when I look at you, I said, Kai, look at this water. It will spoil this car. And I went to pass another place. After I entered that, uh, uh, what's this? Uh, uh, going to, uh, what's it called now? Going to Alagomeji. You know, I went through Yaba side, coming back to town. Oh my God, I saw Sunipu. God have mercy. He, he told me. He told me. So what am I saying? There are things that God will speak to you. In Jeremiah chapter 29 verse 13. Jeremiah 29 13. Let's look at it and I will drop the microphone. Jeremiah 29 13. 13. 29 13. And ye shall seek me. When he say ye, it means and you that is looking at me. And you that you are not writing anything down. You shall seek God and find God when you shall search for him with all your hearts. Look at that word. You seek him, you will see him. When you now search for him with all your heart, listen to me. There are people that are looking for a job. Not just people like me in those days. While I was looking for a job, I'll just go out because I know potato is waiting for me at home from my sister. I know there are good food are waiting. So when I just come and security man will say, ah, there's no job here. Eh? Okay, let me just drop my seat. I will come back. I know that there is food. So I was not seeking that job. But when this woman left her job, and I know there was a problem in the house, such that one night as I was just going, the last one of the house, he just peeped from the window. He didn't know I was hearing. He said, ah, Uncle Tuji is coming. Let me quickly finish my food before we shut my ration. I lie not. From that day, I sought for the job. Come on. I sought for it. See, there are jobs. There was a crusade Jesus was doing. Everywhere was blocked. And one, four men, they brought one of their friends. When they looked, they said everywhere was blocked. The Bible said they opened the roof. Until you search for a job and open the roof, you may not get the job. I don't know if you have read that place before. They said, no, there is no way. Keep it by Dito. We will create a space. The Bible said they opened the roof and they let their friend down. As the friend was getting down, Jesus said, Kai, I've never seen a great faith like this. Son, carry your mat and walk. Ah, Pastor, there is no job anywhere in the line. You have not sought for it. So I'm saying that when you search for it with your heart, the same way you search for the job with your heart and you get it, search for God with your heart. Ah, Father, I'm just going this morning. No, that's not searching for God. That's not searching for God. Sometimes I don't pray. There was a tank near my house. I just sat there in the midnight. In the midnight, I was communicating with God. I was crying. Not because there was no food at home. Not because there was no duvet to cover myself. Not because there was no good things in the house. But I want to know Him. You can't finish knowing Him. 
I was seeking him for days. I did not hear anything. Until the last day, as I was just coming down and I heard God, child, I was happy. See, when you hear me give you a word of encouragement, you are encouraged. How much more when God gives you a word of encouragement? Rise on your feet.